0: TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart. Fortlandish show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. Thank you so much for tuning in. So there has been a massive issue that has surfaced recently that got me super concerned and worried. I've been thinking about it, stewing over it, and I just couldn't sit by and do nothing. I can't solve this by myself and I'm taking steps to do so, but I'm so motivated and driven to provide my thoughts and ideas to try to address it and provide some help to all of us to handle this. I speak of the global trend to declutter and cull possessions in our homes, offices and spaces that has been trending hugely on Netflix because of the documentary featuring Marie Kondo. Before I go any further please please hear me when I say this is not a criticism of Marie Kondo and her ideas. I read her book five years ago and got so much out of it. She has some fantastic ideas of how to organize our homes and possessions and I have adopted many of these. I feel, however, that there are a few things missing in this conversation about getting more control over our spaces and how we live in them. So I have asked the person I feel has the wisdom, knowledge, experience, and foresight to provide a voice of reason on this subject. I am so proud to call her friend, mentor, guru, and I am so thankful she has agreed to be a guest again on my show today. Please welcome the one and only Eco organizer extraordinaire, Tanya Lewis. Yay! (laughs) What an introduction. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for being on my show and thank you for understanding the distress in my phone call the other day when I called you to pitch this idea to you. I'm really, really more than grateful and delighted that you are here to share with my listeners again. And I'm I'm so grateful that you asked me. Thank you very much you're, for having me on the show again. You're so welcome, Tanya. So, for those who may not be aware of who the eco organizer is and all the amazing things that you do, would you share a little bit about yourself and what eco organizer is all about, please? Well, I've been a
1: professional uh, eco organizer for ten years. And eco-organising blends the traditional aims of of getting organised, so creating, ordering your time and the space. But I have an absolute passion for for closing the loop or, or turning our clutter into opportunities. And not just this throwaway attitude but if it you know, it doesn't spark joy, we get rid of it. Um, you know, not to send it to landfill, not necessarily to rely on the recycling bin at the end of the curb and not to
0: dump our rubbish onto charities. Absolutely. And this is what prompted my call to you because I know that the amazing eco-organiser from Sydney Opera House to the Bush, you've taught us an organising system, to over 6,700 people, and it's resulted in an estimated 35,500 kilograms of waste diverted from landfill. And I went into my local op shop a couple of weeks ago and they were just inundated with stuff, Tanya. It was like, I've never seen it like that before. And these lovely volunteers were completely at their wits end. They didn't know what to do. They were beside themselves. And I thought, I've got to call you. We've got to have a conversation. We've got to bring another voice into the conversation. hmm Yeah. It's... It- Look, I'm i agreeing with you.
1: Marie Kondo has some great ideas, yes. and uh, she's very passionate about it. Yes. But I do feel that there are two missing links to her to her process. Um, and and firstly, it's it's let's just rethink: is when we go to buy this stuff, do we need this stuff? Right. This, you know, so that we're not bringing clutter into our homes. And the other link. Is responsible disposal. Absolutely. And that what we are starting to see on a global scale. It's not just happening in the op shops here in Australia, but on a global scale, mm. they're inundated and they just don't know what to do.
0: Because I've had conversations with lovely friends over the last few months who have watched the beautiful Netflix documentary, and all of a sudden they've got bags and bags of stuff in the boots of their car ready to just, you know, put in charity bins or take to the op shop or just take to landfill. And I'm just going, no, 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 there's other ways, there's other ways, <laughs> you know. It's just, and we ha- we, uh, you're absolutely right in what you say. And you wrote a brilliant piece about responsible, sustainable, clutter-free, clutter-free living, sorry, Which I think is such a practical and sensible approach, and I really wanted you to come and chat about it with my listener so they can just get another perspective and another point of view of how to deal with all of this.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, Yes, it was just sort of something I was drawn to write that blog. I mean, it's all part of the the PNRs, which is the process that we use when we ethically declutter. Um, And it is about taking responsibility for our unwanted stuff, so as I said, it, it, it's not necessarily just dumping it at the op shop because we need to ask the op shops do you need this stuff? Hmm. And, and if it's summer, we, you could sum up we're not donating woolen blankets at that time of the year so it is hmm. about just being a little bit practical, a little bit of common sense in there
0: and just walk into a local op shop and ask them do you need it at this time of the year? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, you know, no one's going to want to be looking for winter coats or blankets or jumpers or anything at the moment. Just because, yes. you know, we want to Marie Kondo our house, it doesn't, you know, Correct. that's not the way to go about it.
1: And I think the other, the other way of looking at it is the financial burden that this is putting on, on charities. Yes. I know before this series came out that the charities in Australia spent $15 million a year disposing of rubbish wow. tips. So imagine what they could do with $15 million to help people in need. So I would imagine that amount has escalated since
0: this series has come out. So it's something else to think about. Absolutely. And you you mentioned responsible disposal in that amazing blog that you wrote, Tanya. And I am going to put a link to that so that people can go and read it for themselves. But Thank you. as you said, not everything needs to be recycled. Some things can be donated or, you know, passed yeah. on to people that, you know, might need them. And, you know, we just got to be a little more eco-friendly with all of this. Well, what I'm working on really hard is
1: uh, on my website, um, I have a, a page called Useful Links. Now, on there, there are over 60 different links, not just in Australia, but all yes. around the world, where people can go to to find ways to responsibly dispose of things. Now, it may not be clutter. It may be you're decluttering your shed and you've got all these dried-out tins of paint. Yes. There's a link there where you can go to actually dispose of these things. So that's my mission, is is to, is to help people, yes, to ethically declutter, but get our things going to the right places.
0: Absolutely, And, I mean, I'm you know, I'm familiar with the website and I will definitely put the link on with the show notes. But there's so many things that you can do. And, you know, you've been the guru that we have learned from, you know, like mobile phones or batteries or old books. There, there is such a wealth of resources there that we can ethically and, you know, eco, in an eco-friendly way pass things on, make sure there's someone who needs them that can be using them. You know, it's just a Yes, it takes a little bit of effort, but it's such a better way than sending it to landfill. Well, I think um, I think there's got to be some pain before there's a gain.
1: Yes. So we've gone and bought this stuff because it, we, we feel that, you know, we may have needed it. Absolutely. It may have added value, but it, now it no longer adds value and it needs to be disposed of properly. Yes. Um so let's turn the clutter into opportunities for other people. And it may take a little bit of organizing to sort of say, you know, oh, I've got to drop this off at this particular place or this charity is going to take these things. Um, so, so, you know, um, it could be a you know, bras that you've lost weight or something like that yes. and you don't fit into them anymore so that we can donate them to charities like Uplift. Yes. Um, you may have a whole heap of books that you you, you don't worry read, read anymore. Well maybe you could be looking at something like a street libraries, yes. so you know, find out where the local street library is and donate those books. But it's it's it is gonna take a little bit of effort. But with China closing their doors to us, not just in Australia, but around the world, they've said to us, no, we're not going to take your waste anymore. Right. And I understand totally why. Yes. Because we for years have been sending contaminated waste to them to deal with. Right. And now they've said, no, it's your responsibility. You actually have to do that. So consequently, what is happening, landfill now is 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 at its limit in Australia, we are starting to see um, illegal dumping and not just in small scale, but massive factories now are, uh, are going up in smoke because they're illegally storing chemicals and all those sorts of things. So we're going from, I know we're going from a simple little, you know, like the Mary Kondo idea, but yes. this is where our stuff is. This is the consequence of us
0: uh, and our stuff. This is what's happening. Exactly, exactly. And you know what, Tanya, we have to take responsibility. It's got to start with you and I and every single person, I hope, who's listening to this episode because we've got to make sure that our footprint on the earth and everything that we're doing is of a sustainable nature because, you know, okay, we're not going to be here in 100 years' time, but what about, you know, generations to come? What on earth are they going to do with all this stuff? Well, that's right. It's still going to be around. Exactly, exactly. It's still, the, the plastic is still going to be here. It's still
1: going to be clogging our oceans and our waterways. And, you know, they are now finding fish in certain parts of the world, but when they open them up, they are filled with plastic and plastic straws and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so just, just to, as an example, it takes between seven to 8,000 litres of water to make a single pair of jeans. Wow. So if we go and we walk into the shop and they say, you know, buy one get one free, yes. and you think, well, hang on, I've already got about three pairs at home. Yes, I, t- I don't need, you know, five pairs of jeans. Can we just maybe slow down a little bit and and uh, control the village a little bit and, and say no, thank you, I don't need the second pair.
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean I've actually, you know, done that recently. It's like it has been buy one, get one free, or buy two, get one free. And I'm going, No, I don't want to. And the, the shop assistant has said, but you're gonna you're gonna get the same you're gonna pay for one, you know, you're gonna pay one for one pair of pants, but you can get two for the same price. I said, I don't want to. and I couldn't That's get even. her to understand that I only wanted one pair of these pants. I didn't want three That's pairs right. of pants.
1: And so, I think it's gonna come from us saying that to
0: yes. the
1: to the to the retailers, to the marketing companies and saying, Look, I don't wanna buy them. I don't I don't want them. Um, and if they push it, it's over like, look, I'll take my business elsewhere.
0: Correct. And I think yeah. it's you know, it's people it's everyday people like you and I and people listening that we we are the change. We have to be the change. We absolutely sure. have to start it's gotta start with us we can't yes. expect you know companies to change their marketing strategies and promotions if we just keep con- consuming it and don't stop it and say no thank you mm. i will you know yeah. i choose i choose no mm. I'm not. um, I'm not sort of saying we must stop consuming because that's that's not good.
1: Um, But can we can we uh, make more sort of uh, responsible choices and invest in the quality rather than the quantity? Invest in things that you know if they do break down, they're easy to be repaired. Um, So just just sort of being a little bit more um, analytical about how we actually
0: consume these days. Exactly, exactly. And I know that, you know, you you mentioned – you talked about on, I'm not sure, on your social media about saying no to a plastic straw at a cafe you were at recently. Yes. And the lady said to you, but we have a paper one. And you said, no, I don't need a straw. And it was just that whole philosophy that just because we're replacing like the plastic straw with a paper straw, it's still a straw. It's still. Correct. You know, it's still taking paper to make it. So correct. we don't, you know, unless you have a disability and you need a straw, why do we have to take them? Correct, correct. And, you know, you taught all of us at your wonderful seminars that we I've been lucky enough to go to and you do them all over Australia about, you know, how to take the reusable cup with you, take your own cutlery if you have to, take your water bottle off you. These are small, simple, achievable things that every single person listening to this episode can do. Yeah, I also think too that there's um, a lot of people um, do tend to sort of get guilty if
1: they don't own all these things. Yeah. Um, if they go to a, go to buy a coffee and they've forgotten their you know their reusable cup and they, they get the guilt and they will like, say, oh look, I'll buy another one. <laughs> That's not the point. And then and then you find that they've got six of those cups at home. So I think, you know, and that can add financial burden, but it also adds clutter to the home as well. So, you know, don't beat yourself up all the time if you do turn up and you don't have your cup with you. Look, maybe even think, look, I'll sit down and enjoy this cup of coffee in the cafe. Yes. Or, look, I don't have the time. I will take a cup, but, you know, it's a lesson learned. Correct, correct. It's about making little changes to our, to the way that, to our everyday habits, you know? Even if it's like before you leave the house, what are the things you grab? Exactly, you grab exactly. Your, your keys and your purse. Well, maybe you might need to put a little note there and say, um, reusable cup. Correct. So you grab your keys, your purse, mobile phone and your cup and, and your think- shopping bag. But it's that little reminder so that it, after some, you know, time, it's just going to be an automatic. You're just going to pick those things up and go
0: to the store with those things. Yeah, and I I think, you know, you said you put a post-it note on your um, steering wheel of your car back in the day when you started this because I know I did it watching you do it, and it was just like, have you got a cup, a shopping bag, and a water bottle, you know. Now it's just second nature. I don't even leave home, you know, there's bags in the car, there's a cup in the car. There's, you know, it's there. I don't have to, I, you know. Already, I know that has become the norm behavior, normal behavior for me and for Dunk. Well, I'm just doing a little happy dance to you now, Wendy. Go <laughs> <You're> away! <all right. laughs> and it's like, you know, the, the first the cafe looked at me a bit strange, and then they go, ah. Oh, okay, i get what you're doing. And now there's other people doing it kind of thing. So, you know, and for me, I'm also doing a little happy dance because I've made one little small bit of difference. I didn't use that one paper cup or, you know, they didn't have to wash their cups in the cafe. I didn't make more work for them kind of thing. And it's in my my cup. I clean the cup. I'm, you know, it's all good. It's like, yeah, you just, it's, Yes, it's a matter of retraining yourself, but it's so achievable that we can all do this. We really can all do this. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. I agree. And I love also in that blog that you wrote. There was that seven top tips to responsibly dispose. And I think if when people go and read those, it's so simple. There's seven easy steps that you know make total sense to me about donating seasonally, making sure the donations are clean, everything that you've already mentioned. So that, you know, and I loved your tip about sending photos with information about the donated goods. That was brilliant.
1: Well, I think if you're um, expecting a a charity to come and pick things up from you, um, they're going to ask you probably to send you photos because they've got to send a truck to pick it yes. out. And it's, pick it up. if they get there and the thing is broken or um, they know they can't sell it, yes. and this is what happens, you may have really quality items but it's not on trend at the moment, and they know they can't sell it. They can make a decision right there and then and say yes or no. Yes, and then their truck is free to go and do another pickup, and you ha- you then can then go out and find another way to uh, dispose of the items. Um, I just had a, a lady email me the other day, and she said I have two recliner chairs. You know the old oh, recliners. Yes, yes. She said there's nothing wrong with them except they have a slight stain on yes. one arm. And she said, the op shops won't take it. And I said, no, they won't because it is stained. And um, she said, well, what can I do with them? And I said, well, look, why don't you contact your local animal welfare shelter? Because quite often they're looking for armchairs for dogs to Yes, in. yes,
0: correct, correct. And and yeah, it's just about thinking, I don't like to use the term, but think outside the box a little bit, uh, you know? Yeah, you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. Like I took a whole box of clothes to the op shop a week ago and I just, you know, I didn't take photos of them, but you know, they were all clean yeah. that I'd wash them all, you know, no ironing. Sorry, I don't do ironing. That's not happening. <laughs> so, you know, and I don't have clothes that need ironing most of the time, but I put a note on them to say what sizes they were, what you know, what was in the box. And the lady said to me, oh my God, you just made our job so much easier. I said, well, it literally he took me two seconds with a scrap piece of paper and a texture yep. to just say the, this is the size of the clothes. You know, they're summer clothes, and you know, they're ladies. Blah blah blah. And it was like, okay, put the box in the corner, and you've made my life easy. I don't have to sort it because I already know what's in it, and I can sort yeah. it by size. And I went, well, okay, thank you. I'm happy. I could help you. You know, I'm trying to make your job easier, not difficult. Yeah. more Difficult. So you know. And my my word for 2019 is
1: respect. Oh,
0: I love that
1: respecting ourselves, our planet, but also our possessions. Yes. And when we've finished with them, what you've done is you've given them respect. Yes. And this is a little bit Mary Kondo here. Yes, it is. Because Absolutely. Because it's very it um, passing it on and, and showing respect to the people that you're passing it on. Absolutely. And, and I think that is, is just a really nice way to, to let go of our things instead of just just throw it away, throw it in a garbage bag and then take it to the option sure. sure. or take sure. it to the, to the bin. We are giving things respect and I think it just makes
0: life and... uh Absolutely, and I mean, I absolutely agree with you, Tanya, because, you know, those clothes, you know, sheltered me, provided me, you know, comfort, provided me clothing, they were, you know, they were great, but I don't need them anymore. You know, yeah, so I'm, else can benefit. Absolutely, from and there's nothing wrong with them. They just, you know, they're not what I need right now. I need something different right now. So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, you know, read stuff off and get a, get a, get Tanya in my head again. And how am I going to responsibly get, you know, pass these on? Not so much dispose of them, but pass them on mm. to be used yeah. to other, you know, where someone else can use them. And mm-hmm. I also had a friend who put a. Message out on Facebook, there was an Indigenous community in Western Australia that was asking for ladies' tops. You know, and she said, It's really hot up here, so please don't send winter tops. You know, we don't need winter clothes, we need summer clothes. So I thought, Right, I can help with this. So I just got one big, massive parcel post bag, folded them in, put the, you know, labeled it and made sure they knew what the sizes were and everything. And sent it off. So there's always a way, there's always somebody who can benefit and you can help and who needs your pre-loved things that are in good condition. Yes, extending the life of them as well. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I'm just changing tack for just a moment. I'd love to just go back and talk about Stuff Off, your incredible book, which I personally think every house in Australia, if not the world, should own one because it's my go-to manual, go-to whatever. It has taught me so much. So I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about it and how people can get hold of a copy.
1: Well, it's just it's a really lighthearted approach to decluttering and organizing. It, in, it, it in, um, explained the organizing system that we use for 10 hours, Yes, and and just tips on how to decoder every room in your house, uh, and but it, it is just a very very light hearted approach. It, it's to me, if you have an organising system and it's not quite working for you, I say don't throw it out. Yes, just go back and tweak it again. So if you can take little bits of you know stuff off and integrate it into your life, if it makes life easier for you, that's great. That's absolutely great. And it's actually just now as available as an e-book as well. So both the book, Yeah, the, the book and the um, e-book are available on my website. Perfect. Which is au, And if you
0: just go to the uh, bookstore, yes. you'll see it there. Awesome, awesome. And Tanya, I know you travel globally and all over Australia presenting events for people. So if people wanted to book you or contact you, I assume it's all through your website. I'm just making sure, sorry. Yes, absolutely. So um, again, just the same website, the contact page, uh, send me an email. Call me um call my mobile yes. and we'll have a chat. Awesome, awesome. And people can book you to speak at, you know, at any of the events and you know, you've got a great, great presentation about the ten R's, which I've been lucky enough to see so many times, but you just bring so much to it and it's just what I love about it, it's common sense, it's doable, and you can implement it immediately at one of your workshops. <laughs> right. well thank you very much for no I mean that like I remember when you made us all weigh our handbags at that first workshop I came to and the amount of <laughs> stuff we all had in our handbags our ladies handbags um, yeah. and it was just like oh my goodness and from that day on I've never had a messy handbag and I've even you know made sure that I don't have a huge handbag so I can't keep putting more things in it kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like you know as I've said to you before my mantra is what would Tanya do in this situation like <laughs> what would Tanya do and it's it, no and I don't just say that I mean that with the greatest respect you may I, no, I'm I'm laughing because I've had other people say that to me too I think it's hilarious <laughs> you know it's like you know and Kmart is a wonderful place and I love me a bit of Kmart you know? and I'm like okay now seriously do you really need that will it bring you joy and I'm being a bit flippant here I know but it's like no do I really need that like you know we had to get my father-in-law a new bed a new linen and all that kind of stuff and I was like you know what he doesn't need 700 sheets and you know all these things he just needs two sets of everything so one can be on the bed one can be on the cupboard and we can swap around and he goes Oh, you're being very, you're being very smart about this, aren't you? And I went, well, that's Tanya, that's Tanya for you, you know. And you've had the pleasure of meeting him, so you know what he's like. <laughs> so it was hysterical, absolutely hysterical. So Tanya, as we're coming to the end of our chat, has Marie Kondo brought you know a bit more awareness to all of us about this, or do you think it's been a positive thing? Has it been, you know, has it opened up a conversation? and, you know, brought more people running towards the eco organizer websites? Look, um, it certainly has
1: built awareness to it. Yes. um, um uh, look, I'm, su- I'm sure some people are benefiting from it. There's no doubt about that. Yes, yes. And, and look, she does have some great ideas. I am not, um, disputing that at all. But as I said, I do have concerns about where is that link about slowing yes. down the amount of stuff that we're bringing into our home, which is causing the, the clutter. Um, and, and even rethinking is like, why am I buying this stuff? Let's get deep seated into it. Yes. You know, what's, what's the reason behind it? Why am I doing this? Absolutely. And then also, about that responsible disposal, you know, we must be responsible for the disposal of our unwanted stuff. And I think that's just the, the, um, the things that stand out to me uh, from, from this Netflix program.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I know another arm of your business is interior decorating and, you know, making sure that whatever we're bringing into our homes, we're bringing in something that we absolutely need and not just buying for the sake of buying.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So um, that's just something that's new that's starting out in 2019 in my interior design um,
0: practice, which is called Rethink Sustainable Design. Love it, love it. Now, yeah. And, Tanya, as we wrap up, people can find you through your website, which you've already mentioned, and I will add to the links of this episode. And you're also on Facebook and social media? <laughs> Yes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram,
1: LinkedIn, all those sorts of different profiles I'm, I'm on. I am not
0: as good as, as you are, but I am there. <laughs> no, you are very much there. And let me tell you, everybody, you all need to please go and follow Eco Organizer because the tips, the posts, every single thing, brings you information, brings you a new idea, brings you a new perspective. If there's anybody we need to listen to and learn about all this um, decluttering and living in a sustainable way, this lady is the guru to go to and I am so grateful for having her on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. You're welcome. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. It has been my pleasure to bring it to you please consider giving me a like on iTunes. Please subscribe to my show, leave a review, and please, please share this episode on all your social media to help spread the eco-organizer and Wendy's Way message. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and check out my website, wendysway.com.au. I look forward to catching you on the next episode of my show. Until then, please remember, it takes a village. Be kind to yourselves always, and bye for now.